This is Entrepreneurs Get Visible, the podcast for people who want more impact, influence, and income. I'm Anna Parker-Naples, and I'll be sharing with you proven methods from leading entrepreneurs that help you get visible as an authority in your field. Because anything's possible when you get visible. Hello, and welcome to Entrepreneurs Get Visible. Today, we're talking about something I think we all need to know in today's modern climate on social media, how to stand out with video. How can you make sure that your video is impactful and that people actually want to watch you, are drawn to you, magnetized to you, and that you are fueling your business rather than showing up and not doing yourself any justice whatsoever. And I'm joined today by Evelyn Brink, who is a coach, author, and speaker and helps people, particularly female entrepreneurs, to stand out using video to create people who love them uh, to create super fans who just want to buy, work with, and are very drawn towards you. So hello and welcome to Entrepreneurs Get Visible, Evelyn. It's great to have you here. So much. Hi, Anna. Hello. So, Evelyn, before we dive in with lots of value and takeaways for today's episode, which we always like to give here on Entrepreneurs Get Visible, just let us know a little bit about how you have come to be working supporting people on video. What's been your your journey to get there? (laughs) How long have we got? (laughs) (laughs) It's really short and brief. The way that I got to video is I've been a performer from the age of five. That's been a few years, so over 20 years of performing. About 20, hang on. Ah, it's almost 35. Oh my gosh, I don't want to count. Anyway, <laughs> I'm blushing now. Um, so I've always been a performer. I've been on television from the age of five in the National Theatre from the age of 13. And so being, being seen on a screen, being seen on a stage, that's been my thing. And then I discovered coaching a bit later in, well, it sounds later in life, sounds so preposterous, but I've been coaching for almost 20 years. And so at some point when I realized that a lot of coaches did, that don't have that kind of background to be authentically themselves or to, to communicate through public media, like mm-hmm. video is, um, I recognized that I could actually tie those two worlds together really beautifully. So that's how I got there from the surface level perspective on the on the deeper level i'm also a mother of two and my firstborn is born with a life limiting condition so after they told us that he wasn't going to survive at all they changed their opinion to well he can live but you're going to be a high-end nurse to him looking after him 24 7 you won't work again wow so i was thrown into a situation where yeah i i became nurse carer and mother and I had no opportunity or very little opportunity to get out in the world. And then from that place, I discovered video as a life saver, game changer, sanity saver, and literally a gateway to the world. Oh, it's so interesting, Evelyn. You know that this is how I feel about audio. That's how I feel about all the audio stuff. It was my lifeline. Mm-hmm. And how you can get out there and how amazing that actually we're doing very, we have similar backgrounds, we're doing similar things, helping people to get themselves out there, to come across professionally, but not necessarily professionally in terms of being stuffy. It's about showing people yourself. Yeah, that's right. And that is actually the part that really moved me about your story as well, Anna. It's this getting, and, and also this opportunity of expressing yourself in the world. I have this really deep desire to be expressing this thing. Mm-hmm. And now I have a word for this thing, it's life energy. 
and that wants to be expressed in a lot of different ways. I write songs. I'm a stand-up comedian. I'm a, I'm an author. Like it, this thing, the life energy wants to be expressed. And, and video is such a great way for me to have all the different levels in there, the visual, the audio, the performance aspect, the mm -hmm. creative. So, so it makes sense that it culminated in that. Mm. And so what do you think now are the biggest barriers to people getting started with using video properly? Mm. <laughs> I'm laughing because I'm thinking, do they really have enough barriers? So <laughs> I think there's two groups of people. One, the ones that have too low barriers to starting and they just start not knowing anything about it. And it's terrible. And we kind of wish that they didn't start from that place. And then you have those people. And I, I have a funny suspicion that the people listening to this podcast fall into this category who have a ton of expertise, a ton of knowledge. They're amazing what they do, but what they can't do is express that thing that they do eloquently in the world because somehow they freeze up and they get yeah. into rattle position. So yeah, this, camera panic. <laughs> so this category number two, what stops them is their nervous system. The nervous system goes into a stress response or even a trauma response, depending on your person. Now, I find that actually a lot of incredible people have had quite a lot of difficulties in life. And so there may just be a little or a lot of amount of trauma in your body. And so when that is the case, your stress responses become even stronger, which is a trauma response. So your nervous system gets highly activated when you are in perceived danger, which public speaking, putting yourself out there really is. We're very vulnerable in that position. So it's a nervous system reaction. It's believed that in terms of public speaking, in terms of standing on a stage in the old days where we could actually leave our houses, that that was a, a bigger fear than death for 85% of the world's population. I mean, that's just crazy that we would feel like that. And I think sometimes when people are starting on video, that can feel even more vulnerable, even more vulnerable, because not only is it a fleeting moment when you're on stage, but people could go back and watch you again and again and again. And you know what the worst thing is? You can watch yourself again and again and again. And actually, I find that my clients get stuck in that place. Mm -hmm. They say it's about what people will think of me. The real problem is, what are you thinking of you? Yes, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> And there's a lot of perfectionism as well in terms of video. My hair has to be perfect. My makeup has to be perfect. My lighting has to be perfect. Everything has to be perfect or I can't possibly start. I have to already know what I'm going to say before I can possibly, particularly in terms of going live, before I can possibly switch that camera on. I agree. Yeah, that's that. And most of my clients have a perfectionist theme running through them. And I have this thing about the perfectionist thing. I feel that it's getting a lot of bad rep right now. It's like, you mustn't be a perfectionist. Just start anywhere. Just get going. It's the main thing you'd get going. And I want to kind of put my hands up to it and say, no, 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 no. Wait, wait. You're what you call perfectionist. Sometimes is really a wonderful, what's it called? Um, nav, like a direction, a direction to show up. I forgot the word. Sat nav, you'll get, that's right. Of a high standard. And I'm really pro high standard. So if you think, I want to know what I'm talking about before you go, I go on camera, you are actually on the right track. If you think my hair should look good when I'm on camera, you're actually on the right track. If you're thinking, I do need some lighting because if my face is dark, it looks really weird and people won't see me, you're actually on the right track. The problem with perfectionism is when it catches you in the things you already got, 
your head is fine. You mm-hmm. do lights. You've got all the basics. You've got all the fundamentals and the training in, and you still can't do it. That's when we're talking perfectionism as something that's hindering you. But most of the time, actually nowadays, I'm like, congratulations, you have standards. And I love high standards. Mm, I love that. So for me, I... I don't have to be fully preened, fully made up in order to do lives, for example. But if I was doing a training for somebody, I would be showing up. I'd make sure I looked good and my hair was good. My makeup was good. My lighting was good. So I think there's a little bit about understanding what medium you're showing up for. And I I agree with what you're saying. Sometimes you, you see someone doing a live video who you just think, gosh, have you really stopped to think about this? Have you really stopped to think about how you're putting yourself out there and what people are going to remember you for? Yeah. I love that you say that, Anna. So let me follow in on that too. If you go on my Facebook feed and you watch my lives, I am not made up. My hair is everywhere. The lighting is terrible. I might be walking through a forest. The idea of a live is that we're seeing some behind the scenes stuff, mm-hmm. especially also if we talk Instagram stories, the ideas you show behind the scenes, you really show yourself. Now, what does yourself mean is the next question, right? Yeah. And yourself has so much range. So I believe, and this is personal, that it's really endearing to see a person in their not made up self because it makes me trust you. Oh, you can show me like yourself this way. And it's a really good idea to show up super professional when you do professional training. Mm -hmm. So if I deliver a training on how to look good on camera and I look crap on camera. Yeah, that's really not going to do the trust factor any good. Exactly. If I deliver a training on how to lose your nerves, but you can see that I'm a startled rabbit in the head- headlight, I'm talking, uh, yeah, you, you get me. But having a high standard does not mean, and this is where the perfectionist piece turns on, on us, that I always have to live up to my highest image of myself. That is really stressful and really unhealthy. Mm. unfortunately really tempting when you go on video unfortunately it is such a seduction you know it really ah, is one i've battled with myself or am i don't know not battling but i'm grappling with it for sure when i started to do video see one of the reasons i wanted to be on video was i was dealing with poo on a not just daily but hourly basis i'm talking you know health conditions i rest my case there was a lot of poo involved and so i'm mucky every day poo and vomit mucky the idea of doing video for me was this, oh, I get to be glamorous. I have a chance and opportunity to dress up, to make myself beautiful. And I have a value for beauty. Do you say for beauty or of beauty? Anyway, I like beauty. I like mm. aesthetics. And so for me, that was a real... Escapism almost. See, I don't think it's escapism because it's a part of me. So how yes. can I escape me by being me? But it's opening up that part of myself just yeah. that loves to be glamorous and giving yes. to myself. See, for me, that's when I speak on stage, I like to be very glamorous. I like to be, you know, like the shoes, I like the hair, I like the look. Whereas actually at home, I'm very often not like that because it's a different facet of me. It's not a pretend version of me. It's just another opportunity to express in a different way. Exactly. It's not pretend. It's another aspect of you. And that's something I love to stretch people into is in coaching, we talk about up-leveling people. We're stretching their mindset of what's possible for them. So we can also stretch in, What's possible for you and how you look and which look do you identify with? You don't have to identify with your housewife look. You don't have to identify with your glamorous Hollywood look. You are everything, but let's give ourselves the freedom to play with it. I love my superstar look. Mm. So it was, um, it was an opportunity to kind of go and get that. But then the problem I had is 
oh, I have to look this way or else. And then insert your own horrible thoughts there. And then it becomes such a chore. Oh, now I can't go on video because I'm really too tired to put on fake lashes. I can't go on video because I don't have fake lashes. I can't go on video because my nails look horrible. And then you get into this downward spiral where you stop yourself from doing what you need to do. I'm absolutely against that. But this is where deeper work comes in to see who am I? What do I identify with? And what's really important here? And in fact, some of my best video messages have been delivered with me having no makeup on, just being really raw and natural, maybe even crying. So where does someone start with this then? Great question. <sighs> now, I'm not a fan of blanket approaches. So <laughs> like, where does someone start? It depends who you are. Let's say you are an, an established business owner. You are an expert. You know what you're doing. You have high standards. And now you want to roll out your expertise on video. Personally, I would start by getting to know the rules of the land or get some training is what I would suggest. Obviously, I'm biased because I run training for this, <laughs> but it is what I would suggest so that you can start to relax on quite a high level rather than teach yourself everything from scratch. Mm. If you have nothing to lose, then it's great to just start doing a Facebook Live to your friends. You can, did you know, also do a Facebook Live just to yourself to get started. I didn't know that. How do you do that? You select your audience as only me. Ah. Which is a, great, is a great game to play when you want to start going on live. Now, when you start going on camera, the problem I've had with camera, I've made videos, then I look back at them and I saw how horrid I was. And then I didn't do it again for 10 years, Anna. <laughs> so this conversation is so interesting because I, I do a live every day. I probably do a training for my membership almost every day you know I'm, I'm doing, doing video all the time and even as an actor my thing was stage I never wanted to be on camera because there were so many I didn't know it at the time but so many limiting beliefs about what I looked like and how I would come across and it's really fascinating to me that now I can easily show up and I don't have to think twice about it maybe there's a few days of the month where hormonally I'm not feeling my best and it's more of a challenge, but actually I like getting on camera now because I know it's a chance to show people what, not show people what I know, but share what I know, share my experiences. Uh, and I, I guess I, I want to, to just mention this is that sometimes you see people who are now confident on camera. It doesn't mean they always started out that way. They have some skill set. they have practice, they have they have shown up and done it over and over again. They've taken risks. They've had the videos that haven't worked. They've had the ones that have been a bit of a cock up, but they did get started. And I think that's the thing you're saying, Evelyn, is don't hold back from doing it, but find ways to practice in a safe environment. Absolutely. I am saying that. The one thing that came to my mind as you were speaking was that somebody could listen to this and say, well, good for you girls or ladies. Um, you've had acting training. We uh-huh. did. So obviously you were able to translate the skills because you've been trained in that way. And I want to point out that in a way that was almost, almost in one way harder because I'm used and you will be used to that too, to play character. Mm-hmm. How do you be yourself? Oh, how do you be yourself? And which self? Because we have so much flexibility mm-hmm. as actors of personalities we can choose from or personality aspects. And I'm somebody very multifaceted. I have no clue how to show up. People say like, show up. I'm like, like how? What do you want to see of me? I used to be Europe's premier Madonna impersonator. Do you want? I love that. I love that. <laughs> so I do my, my super cool, because Madonna mode is very different. I'm, I'm this carer to my son. Should I show up in, I'm dealing with poo everyday mode. Should I show up in, I'm a high level coach. 
who's coached for 20 years and mm-hmm. not a lot of stuff mode? Or do I show up in this? Actually, right now I'm so confused. I don't even know what left, right and center. I can't even finish this. Because we're all of those things. We're all of those things. So there's a difference between being yourself and acting. So the acting training is not the key to video success. Just wanted to put that in. And yes, you want to get started with a safe practice. And is it a problem? The challenge with video is that there's a lot of things to practice. There is, you need the right thing to say. (laughs) So you have a script or a structure, but you need to understand how to speak a short version of impactful content. Mm. That takes preparation and creation time. And then there's the, how do I say it? There's your voice because we will hear you. Do you know how to use your voice as an instrument? I recommend that you get to know your instrument and learn to play it so that you become deliberate with it. Mm -hmm. Video, for example, I can have, we can have a chat. This is very casual, but if I want to land a point, I can use my voice to do so. And I feel that people who don't know how to do so, they often run over their own points and therefore miss really Mm -hmm. valuable opportunities. And impact. And impact. And then they leave money on the table. We don't want that. So you have your voice. Then you have your body language, which everybody thinks they know about body language. They've seen people see, do some demonstrations, but the body language is what comes out of you when your nervous system is activated mm. in a calm state. So you have your nervous system to deal with and you have the way you look and you want to think about that as well. And then you have your background, which tells a story about you. So you want to think about that as well. It is a lot of areas to look and practice in. So mm. I would tackle one at a time. Have a little schedule. If you want to do this on your own, put a little schedule up for yourself. Go today. I'm going to look at what it takes to create a background. Next day, you're going to look at what it takes to look good on video. And, you know, it, it takes some playing around with. And then you can look and look through well, how do I create effective content? Then you can learn to how do I use my voice? It's a lot of areas. And you can do this on your own, of course, but it's going to probably take a long time. So what are the consequences then if if you don't get the video right? If you don't get the video right, the problem is that people are judging you really quickly. How do we know this? Because you're doing the same. Right? <laughs> we are nasty behind our screens. right? Mm-hmm. We don't have a lot of time in the day. And if I see somebody who is just rubbish on video, I make a judgment very quickly on them. And what has happened to me, and I'm sure I'm not the only one, is I've seen somebody I thought I liked, I thought had value. I've seen them on video and I thought they were so waffly or wasting my time or so not prepared. Or I saw that they lived in a really manky place talking about organization, high-level coaching. And I'm like, you obviously haven't got two penny to rub together. What's this? So they lose credibility and that means they lose and break my trust and I probably will never work with you. And it sounds so harsh and maybe bitchy, but it's true. It's, it's true. My yeah. I've seen coaches who, um, you know, maybe they've been going a few years, maybe I've been aware of them for a few years. And then I see them do a video of a part of their home that I think you, ha- you really haven't stopped to think about the disconnect between the message you're putting out there and what you've just shown us. Yeah. Yeah. Then we have the other extreme, of course, we don't want to land in a place where you're super fake because you have to constantly show me how great you're doing. Mm-hmm. I think we've all had enough of that anyway. It's really about that connection point and put that effort in, put that little thought in. I remember one time I, I, I did a, a, a video podcast with somebody who was also in coaching, consulting, and it was in the living room and that's all cool. And he was talking about life and health and whatever. And I see the wine shelf in the background. And to me, that's really disturbing. I don't want to see alcohol in a shot in a day. 
And there's like just, can you put in that little thought about what you're telling me? Because everything you're putting out there, you're telling me. And this is a small example, but I just, I made him aware that it might be a good idea if you talk about consulting, coaching, corporate, that your environment reflects that just a little bit at least. Mm-hmm. That's really interesting. So what do you think then are the, when you get this right, what can it do for your business? Wow. Okay. So when you get this right, and by this, we actually don't want to get too caught up in a superficial background look mm-hmm. conversation, but this is really about how, so how you land your content, what you say, how you say it and yeah, how you put The it. delivery, your delivery and your power. When you get this right, exactly. When you get to be in your power over video, it is, I don't know if we're swearing, so put your beep in here, amazing. Because you're able to, you know when they say, oh, I wish I could capture your energy in a bottle and sell it. Well, now you can. You can capture your energy in the can, which is how we used to call the film, mm-hmm. in the camera. And therefore it's bottled and it's multiplied and it can be shown everywhere. You will become scalable, even though you're a one-person business. Mm-hmm. Become shareable. Oh, have you seen Anna? Have you heard of her? She's amazing at this podcasting thing. No, I haven't seen Well, check her out. I send you a video of her. Have you heard about this? Just check this video out. People watch a video quickly. So you become shareable. You become findable. When you're on YouTube, YouTube is owned by Google. It's the second biggest search engine in the world, soon to be the first. Your SEO goes up. I mean, it's phenomenal. And basically what can happen, the other, the most powerful thing I love is because people get to know you, or at least they feel that they get to know you, your status really rises and you have no more, no such thing as a cold lead anymore because people know you already. They trust you. Once they talk to you now, they already know they like you and they want more. So it makes your sales process so much easier. I have people coming to me wanting to work with me because they've seen my videos. I mean, hello, this is amazing. Couldn't be better. So you become someone people seek out to work with. Mm. It's, it's just, it is a bit it of just makes sense. It just it makes sense. So, so where would someone get started with this, trying to make sure they have more impact on video? So one way, of course, you can Google through endless material on YouTube and there's so many people who have something to say about it. Uh, I offer a course called Video Impact, which is a 12-week program, which has a really strong content part and a coaching part where I take people by the hand and make sure that they know exactly what they're doing in all these areas that we've discussed. Um, and of course, if you, if you have no budget and you just want to get started, use your, use your video, use your Zoom mm-hmm. and start recording a video. But however, I would start with a really simple structure. For example, where you introduce yourself, you say your 30 second commercial or your elevator pitch, and you share with me one point that you want to share with me. And at the end, you make a call to action, ask me for something, yeah. for example, that would be a really great starting point of practice. Yeah, excellent. So, uh, Evelyn, what's the best place for people to come and find you? On video. (laughs) (laughs) If you want to come and find me, I am on LinkedIn. My name is Evelyn Brink. You can find me on Facebook, Evelyn Brink or Brink Coaching. And of course, I have a website called brinkcoaching.com. Excellent. We will make sure that all of that goes into the show notes below wherever you're listening today. So, I hope you found that interesting. It's given you some pause for thought about how 
you're showing up on video or if you're not yet, what you maybe need to do in terms of how you think about yourself to get that result. My dog just decided to get up and move around on the sofa just as we were finishing that bit, but we'll leave it in because that's all good fun. So take care, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. And I'd love to hear what you thought about today's interview with Evelyn, all about video impact. Thank you for listening to Entrepreneurs Get Visible. To get your free checklist on how to raise your profile and to find out about our community, go to annaparkernaples.co.uk forward slash get visible.